0: This episode of the Midday Man of Sports Podcast is brought to you by Alpine Unlimited Company. Their mission is to provide high quality, comfortable, and stylish clothing for a community of people who love nature and enjoy spending their time in the great outdoors. You can check out their designs at alpineunlimitedcompany.com and if you use code ERIC10, you can receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that is alpineunlimitedcompany.com and use code ERIC10 to receive 10% off. Testing. Testing. Testing, 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 testing. Do you read? We inhale. It's time for the Midday Madness Sports Podcast. We inhale. We inhale. And we're back. Welcome back to another edition of the Midday Madness Sports Podcast, episode 31 with Eric Miller and Noah Pegler. Noah, how are you, sir?
1: Well, I'm glad that we're doing this now because if you asked me how I felt after last Friday, that was possibly one of the worst days of my entire life. It was just completely awful, and having to look at that box score was just pure embarrassment and humiliation. But other than that, I am all right. How about you, Eric?
0: Did my text message help you at all?
1: Not really. And I mean I counted all the emojis. You sent twenty-four, which again I was assuming you were sending the amount of runs that were scored.
0: Uh actually not really. I just kind of set the many because it's how many times I was laughing. <laughs> well, it's a strange coincidence. You know, you get to laugh at 04. I get to laugh at 25. I don't I don't see the problem with any of this. <laughs> Yeah. And that's probably like, all right, Not a so good this is going to be game. my last day on the show. F you, Eric.
1: <laughs> no, don't worry. Yankee fans, let me know. You were one of them. The other one was my brother. And oh, he asked so me, guy. like, what was going on. So I texted definitely so Yankee fans were, piling I texted, on.
0: I texted so many Red Sox fans this weekend. I'm like, how did you do that? Didn't watch it. But yeah, I can see why. <laughs> uh, that's great. That was actually one of my favorite days of the year. I think I'm going to look back at the MLB season and be like, you know what? My favorite time of the year was when the Red Sox lost 25-3. (laughs) to
1: Yep, it's regarded as officially the worst loss in Red Sox history and (laughs) so many errors and mistakes and the fielding coach, I seriously doubt he's going to keep his job after this year because this is just Horrible the way our defense is. Just even going out there on the field, they don't know where the ball is. You're not going to win games if you don't know how where the ball is and when it's a hit on a fly ball.
0: And that's also not the first time we've seen this because we saw this with the Red Sox Yankees. Well, who was it? Verdugo in right field was like Christian. I don't know it was where it Christian. Is. It was
1: Christian Arroyo. Verdugo okay. wouldn't do that. <laughs> And uh, it was Franchi Cordero who misread it, and it went like right behind him. I mean, still threw infe- him out. Well, yeah, because it was an inside the park. But then this time when it was Jaron Duran, who was supposed to be one of our top guys out of Worcester. And he ended up giving up an inside the park grand slam, which should never happen, should never happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. So we got MOB trade rumors today. Uh, the Yankees are in a struggle. So we can talk about that a little, a little bit. Uh, who I who we believe thinks uh, needs to step up for the Yankees uh, in the NBA? Kevin Durant to the Celtics? Question mark. Okay. Uh, potential distraction looming in Golden State. Uh, we'll talk about that. And Jimmy G, where? I mean, that's been the question for a while. Where is he going to go? Now that it is confirmed, Trey Lance is the guy. Kyle Shanahan mentioned in media day yesterday, because all the training camps are starting this week. uh, They are going with Trey Lance now. So we'll talk about that on this day in sports history, question of the day, quote of the day, Uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about on this show. Um, (laughs) I still can't get over 25 to (laughs) three. Uh, where would you like to start off, Noah? Because we got a lot of good topics to talk about. I feel like we've neglected the NFL, so if we want to talk about that first, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, and we could basically talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and reports were saying that Apparently, the front office and head coach have pretty much said, look, we're focusing on Trey Lance, and they've allowed Jimmy Garoppolo to at least possibly explore trade opportunities. As you know, the NFL preseason officially, I believe, begins next week. The Hall of Fame game with the Las Vegas Raiders and I believe Jacksonville Jaguars. Does anyone and actually
0: watch that, by the way?
1: I flipped to it. And, of course, I mean, again, it's it's part of the preseason. You come and go, and yeah. apparently well, you, that's actually one of the benefits of uh, when you get the uh, new NFL Plus streaming service, which also <laughs> dropped this week. I mean, let's face it. If you had NFL Game Pass, it's no different, apparently. <laughs> so you, you get pretty much almost the same exact amount of content, except unfortunately you know those local uh games you used to get on your phone for free like say if you were stuck at like you know some party you didn't want to go to and you have you could have the chance to watch football on your phone every you sunday can't unless you yeah yeah now you have to pay a small fee just you know to watch the forcibly either watch the eagles or cowboys every week because apparently that's what all america wants and then <laughs> To just have this now with Garoppolo, back to the focus of hand. I mean, yep. the trade or possibility coming now, it's going to be low interest right now, mainly because the season's about to start. Teams have already made their decisions about what quarterback they want and Cleveland is not so sold on it right now about what they want to do because they already have Watson. They're literally just waiting for the suspension to be handed. It's been, we've been waiting a long time for this. It could be handed out next week. could be handed out in a month. could be a long time, but then you look at what they just signed. They also signed Josh Rosen. Remember him? He's the one guy that has literally been worse than Sam Darnold as he's been moving around to different teams. Yeah, (laughs) and he's now signed with Cleveland and then you must be looking at Jacoby Brissett there, but there's just so many teams right now with the QBs that they have right now, they're not going to make the move to try and get him to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And even though Seattle needs a quarterback, there's no way San Francisco is just going to allow Garoppolo to go to Seattle and improve the team tremendously.
0: So there's also other avenues that could happen. I think a lot of teams in the offseason really overreacted with picking up. I mean, obviously the whole Deshaun Watson thing kind of tumbled away and didn't go the way that the Browns wanted to um, now that we still have no idea if he's going to play. Uh, so that's an issue then dealing Baker to Carolina, even though Carolina needed the quarterback, but they had one because they traded for Sam Darnold a year before, but still didn't trust him. So you have that issue going. Um, obviously you had mentioned Seattle. They're in the, the same division. He, they don't want to face the same guy. <laughs> and their own division especially after knowing the system for about three or four years already and it's sad because the Niners actually wanted Jimmy G like they traded with the Patriots several years ago to get Jimmy they brought him to at least two NFC championships one Super Bowl appearance almost a Super Bowl appearance last season because of the defense but it's unfortunate that he had the job but I wonder what happened with Kyle Shanahan. What did they, because it seemed like last year, when they got Trey Lance, well, we're not really sure, but we know Trey Lance is the future. So what changed this offseason to say, all right, this is it. We're going with Trey Lance. This has been the the plan, but now we're 100% sure because Kyle Shanahan mentioned this yesterday in the press conference. So now what does Jimmy G do? Dude, like you have several options. You could cut him, which you're going to be paying out a lot of money. And then you're going to risk him signing with maybe a Seattle Seahawks. You could keep him. And maybe Trey Lance doesn't work out or maybe Trey Lance isn't still ready for this for the spotlight yet. And you can. All right. You know what, Jimmy? You know the system. They're a better running team anyways, because they run the ball 70 percent of the time for the Niners. Uh, Jimmy G barely had to even throw a touchdown in any of the playoff games. So, you know, he's not going to need to throw the ball a lot. It's just, it's it's an unfortunate situation because Jimmy G seems like a good quarterback, but he's not getting the recognition. And I feel like we talked about this early, like in the year, I think March or so after the Super Bowl had ended, after we had talked about the championship stuff and now it's finally like, well, we're still have no idea what the heck's going on.
1: Yeah, that was the big talk with San Francisco. The rumors were starting to fly that Garoppolo could be on the way out. Then it sort of died down because you know they weren't planning to trade him at that point. And yep. then now seeing how they're committed to Trey Lance, that has really started to be what might force Garoppolo out at this point. And seeing how this story is still fairly young, he will probably at least start – the whole situation where it's like how he feels. There's going to be doing media appearances, I'm sure. Yep. And then this story will unravel. And I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if Garoppolo ends up, you know, traded at some point during like before the, de- the deadline, which is in mm-hmm. October, depending on which team needs a quarterback. Somebody always needs a quarterback because injuries always occur to at least one of the top quarterbacks in the game. And unfortunately this will just hinder some players progress, but then it will allow other teams to find that interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Garoppolo himself has not been the healthiest guy because no, no. he has had ACL tears and other injuries that have stalled his time with San Francisco. And then that his best year was that 2019 year when he led them to the Super Bowl with George Kittle and guys like Mostert and their different running backs that they had I think they had Matt Breida as well. yeah. And then it, that was when their defense was filled with guys like uh, Nick Bosa, along with the DeForest Buckner, was part of that team before he ended up taking the contract with Indianapolis. San Francisco is always a competitive team. I have no doubt about the fact that they're in good hands with Kyle Shanahan and oh, I'm yeah. surprised John I'm surprised John Lynch turned out to be a good GM. I mean, I will say I was surprised when they were like, okay, you're going from Fox broadcaster no. to being the guy who's going to be making all the decisions within the organization. And for San Francisco, they have their situation where they need to try and figure out what it takes to try and win the division and a championship, and yeah. they don't want to force out the wrong people. They did that with they did that with Jim Harbaugh and it set the Uh, organization back at least a few years because from that point, like after 2014, like the team, it it didn't really go anywhere. I mean, you settled with chip Kelly as your head coach for like a short amount of time. And that ended up being just almost the worst decision than when the Eagles had him, (laughs) I'm talking about chip (laughs) Kelly. And then now you have Kyle Shanahan who was part of that whole group of coaches, I believe with um, Jay Gruden when he was with Mm. Washington Yep. And now he, he's in one of the best divisions out there. Arizona is going all in because Kyler Murray just got a huge extension of two hundred and thirty million dollars. And then the L.A. Rams making big decisions to continue with what they're trying to do win Super Bowls. They already got one, and they're hoping to try and bring another one back to La La Land and get one of those weird Super Bowl rings with the palm trees. Yeah. And now San Francisco will have to make this decision probably sooner rather than later, depending on how the season will go.
0: And so you mentioned uh, 2019 season for Jimmy Garoppolo that year. They went 13 and three. He had a 69 uh, completion percentage, just under 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns and 13 picks on the year. And we're what, like 10 points away and actually a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl as the starting quarterback against Patrick Mahomes. And that was also when they had, uh, you had guys like Debo Samuel on this team. You had, um, <clears throat> who was it? The Bosa was another guy. Mike LaFleur has, was their um, their offensive coordinator. So they've had teams and they've had the right guys. It's just they don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And it, unfortunately, he's not the type of guy that a lot of people are are betting on to succeed in so many places as a starting quarterback. Now I could see him going to the giants because that's, I mean, it's an NFC team, NFC East, different division. I could see that Daniel Jones are, are the giants actually wanting to keep him Uh, who knows about that? Uh, I don't, I obviously Washington has their quarterback with Carson once Atlanta maybe could be a team. They're in a, a rebuilding stage, but they also have a really good tight end with Kyle Pitts. So that could be a fun matchup to watch. And I'm trying to think. AFC, I mean, unless the Jets really want to hinder Zach Wilson, but they're they're already bought into that. So I can't even see them getting it. May I, I can't see him going back to New England because they're sold on um what's his face? From Act Alabama. Jones. Yeah, Jones. And I Honestly, the AFC, I don't see anyone. I, I only could have seen Not anyone. even
1: Pittsburgh because they, they weren't even interested in Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, which is astounding. So you're you're gonna bet on Trubitsky or you're gonna bet on uh whoever else their backup. Well it's Mason remember. Rudolph, I think. Yeah, Rudolph. But for them, they actually they could be the same situation as the uh the forty honors where they run the ball a lot with Najee Harris. So they got good receivers. They just need someone to throw it to. So maybe that one I could see is a potential down the road. Not spoiling anything, but I, I get, if you're going to trade to the AFC side, that, that would be my bet. For the NFC, I would say the Giants.
1: Yeah, Brian Dable is hoping to have a good season with the Giants, but then Joe Shane, knowing that what he has to accomplish with the Giants, he's still – going to allow this team to play out with what's left, because after this, it's going to be scrapped. And yeah. I'm not sure if Garoppolo would be interested in that. I mean, if he's still available next year, maybe we pull the move and that's what we decide. But yet at the same time, our backup quarterback is, well, Terod Taylor. That's what we're going with. And you got Which to remember, a bad
0: one, though.
1: it's not, but then you look at um, how Jones has fared the last few years. He's been hurt. And Mm -hmm. then, I mean, he he got hurt in 2019. That allowed Eli Manning to play some games in this uh, final season. Then you look at who else we had during that backup stretch. We had Colt McCoy come in (laughs) when uh, that (laughs) pandemic year. It was surprising because he ended up beating Seattle. And for a brief moment, the Giants at least sat, I believe, on top of the terrible NFC East because, you know, It was an awful year during the pandemic for all those teams. And then you had last year, we had Mike Glennon, who has got to be one of the worst QBs the Giants have ever trotted out. And then we got to see Jake Fromm for like, you know, a few games. It didn't really give us much hope, and that's ultimately what got Joe Judge kicked to the curb, and now it's up to the Giants and where they're at at that point. I mean, if we're winning games, like, you know, say somehow the Giants win, like, you know, four or five of their first, like, seven, then at that point, if Jones gets hurt, then we try and, you know, possibly swing for Garoppolo. True.
0: True. Uh, you mentioned Kyler Murray And I, I have to We have to talk about this Because this is hilarious um, I was listening to The Dan Patrick show The other day Or just this morning whatever And they had Ian Rapoport Who broke the news Of Kyler Murray's big contract that he signed. And if you hadn't hear, heard about this, he obviously signed a five-year, $230 million and a half dollar contract with the Cardinals, including a 29, or $29 million signing bonus uh, and $160 million guaranteed and an average salary of $46 million in 2022. Uh, so he signed this five-year deal that is worth the $230 and a half million but there was something that's kind of stuck with a lot of people about Kyler Murray. And listening to Ian Rappaport talk about it this past uh, weekend or this past couple of days. He was only looking at just one clause. He was actually looking at the baseball clause of it, because if he hadn't known Kyler Murray was actually a pretty good baseball player, just like Russell Wilson was back in the day with Wisconsin and a few other teams. But Rappaport just wanted to know what, the baseball contingency was and to see, or is he allowed to play? Is he kind of allowed to be like the Bo Jackson, of what we've seen before. And turns out that the contract for Kyler Murray stated that he has to have, or mandates a four hours of independent study. So a guy that you're putting the future in the next five years with, cause he's what? 25, I believe. 26. Yeah, he's 25. And so for the next five years till he's 30, you're going to invest in it. But you're mandating a four hours of independent study. Was he not doing this before?
1: Yeah, that's quite interesting (laughs) to mention that weird clause in these contracts. I thought the weirdest contract negotiation or as part of an extension would go to either Jason Kelsey, who got a keg of beer to come back. (laughs) Or Rugned Odor, when he signed with the Texas Rangers, he ended up getting two horses as part of the contract. Yeah. He got, like, two horses with the Texas Rangers to stay. And <laughs> now looking at with Kyler Murray, he has to make this full commitment to the Arizona Cardinals. And especially since they made the playoffs last year, this is a risky extension. Usually you win the playoff game first or get them to a Super Bowl, then you get the extension. But now Arizona gave the extension I believe the Kingsbury now they want to make sure Kyler Murray's around for the long haul as well because they feel that this is the best team to at least compete for a Super Bowl that they've had in a while you got to remember the last time they w- made it to the Super Bowl they had Kurt Warner out there as their quarterback
0: Larry Fitzgerald was still playing
1: to mention this I I thought of this when uh well, I here's what they should have done for Jamarcus Russell's contract. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine man. if they had this as part of his contract? I think he would have worked a little harder and Jamarcus Russell would have be, be off that list of biggest busts of all time. Cause he's number one. And I mean, I believe he's actually made a comment the other day, I think about being the biggest bust ever. And it I think did. he said, uh, I am the biggest like bust Ble- like you Ex- expletive. i <laughs> Yeah, remember I am the what biggest it was. leap
0: and bust.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it was something along the lines of that. But now Kyler Murray with the Arizona Cardinals, I'm sure is going to make them very competitive. They just need to try and figure out how to get a division title against the team like the Rams, because they have a the Rams have a strong defense. But the Cardinals have had top players. So they've had to let some walk away, and then I know DeAndre Hopkins got in trouble for I believe PEDs this year. Not sure yeah. if they served out the suspension yet. I was just, actually just about
0: but, to look that up. Um, but, yeah, I but, think But yeah, yeah, it's interesting, too, because the way that the season ended, um, obviously they lost to the Rams in the wild card game in, uh, I believe it was in Arizona, wasn't it? Not, or no, it was in L.A. No, it was and, in L.A. Yeah, so they lose, and – before when they lost, they were really upset that Kyler was really. uh the, I guess the way that they finished in Arizona, and they ended up having Colt McCoy take the final snap against the Rams. But think about this for a second: they were they were there, they were ready to compete, and a lot of people were, were buying into them last year. Is hey, they're ten and zero or whatever. They're this. They actually have a good chance of winning it all, and then they go. Into the last half of the season after Thanksgiving, and started losing. About I think they only won like two, two or three games. They went like three and five the last couple of weeks and didn't go, didn't do well. So they need to find out how they can maintain that consistency because once they maintain that consistency, they're going to be a good team and they have a great offensive attack. And I think Kyler Murray is worth it, but because he's so quick, the problem is. Who is he going to throw to? Now, Zach Ertz is on the team still. Uh, AJ Green, who made that blunder of a play last year against Green Bay at, at like, I think it was what, the Thursday Night Football game, whatever. Hopefully, he can get better again. Or the Cincinnati Bengals that we remember him as. But, man, I just – it's going to be tough to see. And is he really going to prepare? Because a lot of people are saying – Listen, he's more into video games than he is preparing for for games. So can he put the games away? Who is who is this Kyler? Yeah, Kyler Murray. A lot of people were like because he plays oh. a lot more video games than he does.
1: Man, I, the reason I went like this is because I believe that was another problem with uh, Paxton Lynch with uh oh yeah the, with the Denver Broncos. The guy was so concerned about like video games and stuff and that was ultimately part of his uh, lack of focus and what kind of ended up driving him, I believe out of Denver as, you know, the starting QB because Denver is another place that had just a problem landing a QB after Peyton Manning. I mean, now that they have it re- re- with Russell Wilson, but yet that's just the thing. I mean, you, you look at what your quarterback has. I mean, some guys need to work more on reading a playbook than mm-hmm. others. But of course, when you're the quarterback, that's your job. The quarterback is the toughest position to play in the NFL. You need to have the brains. You need to have the capabilities with the body and you need to have just the overall confidence of being able to handle the pressure. But unfortunately you can't do any of that if you don't prepare in the study session. And that's the whole thing with how you got to look at these athletes where it's like, you're not going to be successful playing Fortnite. And that's why you had guys like Carlos Santana smash a TV (laughs) with uh, a baseball bat when the Phillies were losing games. I mean, I jumped the baseball, but it's had to be with, you know, athletes being distracted by video games.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, too, because, like, even when we do the show now, there's a lot that goes through with us preparing this. Like, I don't I know I spend a lot of time listening to other people kind of formulating ideas, but a lot of it is my own and you do, I'm pretty sure you do the same thing that even like on my radio show, like I have to put in the work in order to get better. And that's even though I'm still very new to the radio world, I'm still trying and doing everything I can every day and thinking about things of how to do things, how to say things on your show. That's the whole point of going to school is to prepare yourself and to show your employer's, that you can take that time to get better at whatever it is that you're doing. Like I had a professor years ago, which is hilarious. Now I was just talking about this with my wife that he, it was, um, I don't remember who was, it was a theater class that was taking gen ed. And he, I had asked him, my grade was slipping a little bit. It's around the and I wanted to get better, but I had asked him like, Hey, is there a way that I could get more extra credit or something or do some extra stuff? And he's like, Eric, how much time do you spend in a radio station on campus? And I think by that point I had my own radio show that was two hours. I would at least do three or four hours of like the sports broadcasting and then extra hours just to be in the office and do production stuff. So I was almost in there like eight to 10 hours a week or like sometimes a day, depending on what I was doing. And I told him like about eight to 10 hours. You know, if you put that much effort into your studies, you could be an A plus student there I'm like, but the radio is what I want to do. So I'm putting the effort where I know that's where I want to be because that's where I feel like that I'm going to go there. So, and now obviously I've made it. I'm on the radio, which is great, but I put the time and it put the effort into it. You have to put the time and the effort. And sometimes. You have to sacrifice things. You have to sacrifice relationships. Sometimes you have to sacrifice friendships. Sometimes you just have to make those sacrifices in order to get better. But it's a necessary sacrifice for you to get better. Sometimes they take it personally. It's for nothing personal. It's just this is what I have to do to get better at the craft. And why do you think Brady has done so well? Think about just watching his uh, his documentary, the last or the last. Uh, Man standing, whatever it is. It was man in the arena. Yeah, Yeah. whatever (laughs) man in the arena. I think about all the times that you've heard him say, like in the beginning, how many times he would be in the locker room waiting for people. He would be in the, um, he would be at the weight room or the study room. Think about all those times that he spent that time doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. You just become obsessed because you want to be better. That's the difference between Brady and any other quarterback. Sometimes Aaron Rodgers is a little snob, but he's also arrogant. He's confident in what he does. That's a different story. Like Rodgers can get away with it because he's done it already. Kyler. And so, so is Russell Wilson. Kyler want, I think the Cardinals want him to get to that level in a little bit. I think they want him to reach for better because then they know like, okay, you're actually here for the long haul and you want to become the greatest quarterback of all time. You want to win his championships. This is how you do it. Follow this brand. Follow this path like Brady and Rodgers, and then we can we can talk more about your extra stuff that you want to do afterwards, but you have to prove it to us.
1: But to look at what's going on with Kyler Murray, it's what he has to do in order to be that MVP-like player. He put up MVP-like numbers over like the last uh, two seasons ago. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation, and yeah. after the big hail Murray, as they're calling it, when he found DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone to beat Buffalo, which was a major win for them. Uh-huh. That was what catapulted Kyler Murray into this. Okay, let's see what this guy's capable of because he's clearly a confident guy and the height is not bothering him. Cause you got to remember, I believe he's shorter than Russell Wilson and
0: five, yeah, nine, at least five ten. Yeah. Height and
1: quarterback is always something that's always talked about. I mean, Drew Brees got knocked it at times cause he's barely around that six foot Mark, Russell Wilson. I mean, let's face it. The guy got passed by the Broncos because of his height. That's what John Elway said. But now that John Elway's out, the Broncos are like, yep, this time we're going to get you because we don't have to listen to Elway anymore, (laughs) being part of our front office. And then now Arizona feels that with Kyler Murray, this is where the offense will thrive. And I mean, it's, it's, you talk about preparation just Mm -hmm. with uh, broadcasts. I mean, there were times where, I mean, during my junior year of college, I mean, I wanted to make sure I got information and stats on the players, and then, of course, it's like I'm, I, I've uh, got to work on that a little more, obviously, as myself yeah. because I've gotten away from it, even with preparing for this show. At times, I'll admit, as uh, with at least preparation. So now, I mean, the one the one thing that's actually good is that when you. Uh, at least no sports. Like I, I, I follow a lot of sports. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 follow MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLS. I mean, I follow world soccer. I followed NASCAR, but yet here, I mean, you, you just uh, think about some of the things that I remember and some of the headlines and stuff that I know about these guys. That's how I rattle things off. I mean, it's one of the gifts I have, and yep. I mean, that's one of the things I try to do to bring as a broadcaster, and so. Um, just to look at uh, what Arizona is going to be looking forward to. I mean, it's going to be an interesting uh, few games against his division rivals and yeah. even in the upcoming games and whoever they may have to play against. Cause actually I believe they will have to play at least one game. I, I think it's either against Washington or like Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, I think so. Also as of right now, DeAndre Hopkins is still has that six game suspension, but he's hoping to reduce the uh, six game suspension, according to Kevin Patra, Patra, Patra of NFL around the NFL writer. But this was as a, like a month ago. And if we haven't heard anything back, I mean, granted, the season's about to start anyways. Well, the preseason's about to start next week. So we got, there's still plenty of time. But if you look at the uh, Cardinals' schedule right now, As I'm trying to pull it up as we uh, as we speak. I gotta love internet sometimes. It looks like, oh man, they're gonna start with the Chiefs. Oh, week one. Oh no, it's preseason. Who cares about preseason? Nobody cares about preseason. Oh, week one, Kansas City Chiefs. That's a loss. (laughs) At LA. uh, I think that's a loss. Week three, Rams loss. Panthers, that'll be a win. So it'll be one and four. They play against the Eagles. Uh, it's at home. I'll say a win. And then at Seattle, which I'll say a win. So maybe the first six weeks, they can go three and three.
1: Yeah, that may not be enough to get the Cardinals going. And, yeah. I mean, how much longer are you going to ride this whole duo of uh, Burry and Murray? Because that's what <laughs> you got to call it. I mean, yeah. that's what they're going to put themselves through and Arizona has to try and be more aggressive knowing that this is the best division in football. It's arguably hands down the best division in football mainly because they've had different division champions over the years and mm-hmm. also each of these teams has at least been in the Super Bowl once for the last 20 years. The Seahawks have made it 3 times. The Rams have themselves have made it 3 times. And the 49ers have made it twice and the Cardinals at least once. But yet they've been so close so many times that this is regarded as the best division in football. I mean, even though the most Super Bowls belong with the NFC East, it's not the best division because, you know, Washington and Dallas are still stuck in the 90s.
0: How about the Cowboys?
1: Yeah, no, you got to find that clip on a videotape because that's where it's at.
0: (laughs) My wife literally just stared at me because she is a Cowboys fan. Oh, your wife's a Cowboys fan? Oh, big Cowboys fan. (laughs) I am so sorry for you. I feel so sorry. (laughs) I mean, I'm a Jets fan. I'm used to it. (laughs) And the funny thing is, we still have more playoff wins in the last 20 years. Than they do, <laughs> and that's what. Oh Mark man!
1: Oh man! It's getting real now.
0: <laughs> <It's> getting <laughs> real gla- now. She's glaring right now in her fancy form.
1: W- w- watch it, Eric! Th- that kind of talk gets you uh, thrown to the couch for the night.
0: <laughs> it would, but she can't move, so maybe she's gonna be stuck on the couch instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> huh? Is, that a Is that a challenge? No, it's not a challenge at all. <laughs> You stay there. <laughs> you're fine. Just enjoy your Virgin River and your uh, your McDonald's. you good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I ain't afraid of her. <laughs> I know my cousin is, by the way. I didn't tell you this. My cousin, Mike, said he's afraid of him. <laughs> Sorry, cousin Mike, if you're uh, listening. I doubt it, but you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think... Kyler Murray, this is going to be a tough year for them. Without Hopkins, and again, we don't even know if he is going to be out for the six, first six weeks, but you play against the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Rams, your first three games right there, that's, that's a tough schedule. Yeah, and, that's, that's – <laughs> And then you play the Panthers, a, Eagles, and Seahawks.
1: Yeah, the first three games are a true <laughs> trial, especially knowing that the Raiders improved so much with Devontae Adams as well. Yeah. The Raiders are not a sleeper.
0: No. Yeah, it'll, this, this is going to be an interesting season, which I cannot wait to get to, uh, especially with our Mad Five picks that Noah and I will be doing each week on this show. That's, that's honestly one of my favorite things. And now I actually have someone to go against, especially on the whiteboard, which the NBA Finals will go away eventually during yeah. once the NFL season's done with. And, of course, we, uh, we're going to get to um, our uh, our stump pegs moment in a little bit. Of course, because I think I have a good one, by the way, for today. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think this is actually one of my favorite ones because this is a this is a stump pegs moment where I don't even think you really know. And you have to know baseball to get this question in a little bit. All right. So I, I really went into like the depths and I had to look this up because this is the time that it started. So, okay, yeah. Again, this episode is brought to you by Alpine Unlimited Company. Their mission is to provide high quality, comfortable, and stylish clothing for a community of people who love nature and enjoy spending their time in the great outdoors. You can check out their designs at alpineunlimitedco.com. And if you use code ERIC10, you can receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that is alpineunlimitedco.com and use code ERIC10 to receive 10% off. Um, so we're talking about the NFL, the NFL. Yeah, man. I can't speak to them. Uh, the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, where's he going to go? That's Kyler Murray contract. So anything else in the NFL that we re- that we haven't covered. I mean, the NFL season is going to start. We could do, and I just realized this cause you're not going to be here next week. Anyways, right. Next week is yeah. you off, You jerk. So when you come back <laughs> is when we can actually do our amendment, of our uh, standings, because that'll be after the MLB trade deadline, which yeah. is when we're allowed to change our picks a month and a half after or before. Actually, it'll literally be a month before we change it again before September. And we could change that again. Um, and then it'll be postseason. And then by that point, the NFL season will start. So we could do a really, really early NFL predictions uh, in two weeks when you come back.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, quite interesting. And I mean, I'm, I'm excited for that, especially the NFL postseason of what the NFL playoff picture could be, especially with seven teams. Exactly. So we got
0: that. Uh, so speaking about the MLB and looking at some trade rumors as of Tuesday morning, Buster only, I got a lot of information for Buster. He's such a good guy. Uh, the latest on Soto as of Tuesday morning, one rival, rival executive believes the nationals are still relatively early in the process of sorting through and asks and offers for Juan Soto and a lot of foundation of potential deals still need to be constructed. So there's about a week left about um, uh, the trade deadline, which no, no one really has moved yet. So we're still waiting to hear back that about them. Tampa Bay could be a potential uh, to uh, look at for the deadline. The Rays have made the playoffs in each of the past three seasons. While they have suffered devastating injuries in recent days, losing center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer, catcher Mike Zanino for the season, sources say they are poking around for some upgrade veterans who could push the core of young players across that finish line to a wild card berth. The Rays expect to get Wando Franco and Manuel Margot back in the weeks ahead, but they'll be seeking other position players' helps. And have the ability to make to take on payroll before the trade deadline. Now they're also amongst another couple teams that have inquired of Juan Soto, and the fact that the financial obligations are limited, he's arbitration eligible and not tied to a long-term deal, which means they could take a shot at him in the way they bid 150 million on Freeman in free agency. But the Rays, a team, is. A team that is limited in resources surrounding a massive hall of prospects for a player, even as great as Soto, represents an enormous risk for uh, for that reason. They're out likely to be outbid for the slugger, according to Buster Olney. But I don't see the Yankees doing it. I, I just don't. After what we read last week, and I could see them maybe trading one player away for a pitcher because I think that's their biggest need right now is a, is a starter. I don't think they need the the depth of Juan Soto. Now I think it's left-handed bat would be great, but they also uh, Jason Dominguez in triple a. And I, I just, I don't see that there's a need for him to be on the Yankees. I just don't.
1: Yeah. To look at what New York would have to give up. It would just be a little too much of a high asking price. I know we talked about the prospect pool being possibly a, uh, traded away at least as top players for the Yankees. And you guys have a lot of good key pieces. I think Mm -hmm. the key is to stay healthy. And when it comes to playing against Houston, get it done. That's basically what you got to do. You look at um, some of these teams that have taken down New York. It's almost the same exact teams. It's been Houston. It's been Tampa Bay. It's been Boston. But right now, of course, Boston's not the, the team to worry about right now. So that's at least uh one got one down and at two least to two go. To go Tampa Bay. I mean, they might be sliding who knows. And then you're looking at Houston. They're possibly your biggest threat. And so it's you got to just keep focusing on the pitching and make sure you don't, uh, slide at least. And, uh, the home field advantage race, because you need to hold on to playing at Yankee stadium, especially when they're hungry, because when you know Yankee fans, um, I remember seeing the first episode of the captain and they were talking about how, or no, it was the second episode. They were talking about how it was just full of energy Yankee stadium. When, you know, the Yankees were waiting to win their first world series title since uh, 1978, because the eighties starved them of what it was like to be a championship team. And yet the 90s brought that back. And now for some other teams to look at Juan Soto, Tampa Bay, I find interesting. They've always Mm -hmm. been like a a small market team. They've never really been uh, acquiring guys at the deadline, at least big splash moves, because that's never been their M.O. And now to finally see that out of this organization, when you may feel that way would be quite interesting. But then the Mets, officially, I believe, are not interested anymore. Washington it's just not going to work out. But it's going to be tough to see where Juan Soto is going to be able to move on and find a team that's at least
0: ready for a postseason run. Interesting. Maybe, obviously, if I were the Nationals, I would want to trade him to enemy. Because what if you actually start to do well? What if Dave Martinez and crew end up actually turning this thing around in the next two or three years? And you have to face that team that you gave him to in the uh, the National League. I wouldn't want to do that. So he's obviously going to go to a National League team. The Astros don't need him, thankfully. And if they did, they would only do it in spite of the Yankees just to get him, by the way. Um, but I don't see him going there. Maybe the Tigers, but they're not even contenders right now. Maybe the White Sox. That would be an interesting uh Player to go to the White Sox. I don't think they can afford his contract, but at least just to rent him out for the rest of the season because he doesn't have to go to a team to a team that is contending right now. But he would like to go to a team that's gonna sign him for a long but he would like to go to a team that's gonna sign him for a long-term deal. I don't think they have the capital for it, but that would be an interesting, um, interesting team to at least go to. This also is gonna lead me to my uh question of the day, by the way, which is brought to you by alpine Unlimited limited company if i can get my notes out for noah pegler we're going to try to stump pegs as we always do in our show and so this article came up about a while ago 2012 but i was looking at the uh, today on today's history because i have that today so this kind of helped bring up this question so noah i'm going to ask you and it It's about the Astros. So I'll just give you the team. The Astros went on a historical, historical road game or yeah, road game. And this this is the longest road trip in MLB history. Hmm. Do you know how long this road trip was? Was it 32 days, 22 days, 26 days or 27 days?
1: Okay. So we're just talking about days. Um, I would have to say twenty-six days. Is that your final answer?
0: Final answer. Dang it! <laughs> Two weeks in a row, we didn't stump him.
1: <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, the movie Rookie of the Year about the Chicago yeah. Cubs? Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's like that. Uh, one announcer played by John Candy. Uh, may, <laughs> may may rest in peace. But he says uh, the Cubs have had their longest winning streak of the
0: year. Two. <laughs>
1: That's me. I got two
0: in a row. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I didn't think you were actually going to get this one. I really thought this was going to be a tough one for you. Maybe I should put, like, different numbers down. Dang it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Anyways, the Astros uh, went on the longest road trip because there was, if I can find this again, make room for the Republican National Convention back in 1992. What? Yeah. What year was that? 1992.
1: Oh, well, was that because of, uh, I think, was it George H.W. Bush or something? I don't know.
0: Uh, Houston hosted the Republican National Convention in 92. Uh, It was the Secret Service that they would need at least four weeks to prepare the Astrodome, which had recently been refurbished by owner then-owner Drayton McLean. The Houston Sports Association owners of the Astros held the lease on the Astrodome. The long road trip would become controversial. For one thing, the decision to allow the scheduling change was made by the previous owner, John McMullen in 91 without consulting the players or MLB Players Association. Whoops. So I'm trying to figure out which... I believe that was... Uh, well, no, because what's-his-face was a Democrat. So I'm trying to figure out who was in this.
1: Well, I, I want to say it was George H.W. Bush, mainly because he was from Texas. And, I mean, not sure. But, yeah, yeah that's quite that's quite interesting. I actually, uh, didn't know why that happened. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that this actually happened, but I was going to guess because it was a hurricane or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that unfortunately would have happened, but that was also in 2017. Uh, so I'm trying to see presidential Republicans in 92 to see who was part of that. Hmm. I'll figure that out after. But so I guess you never knew about that, though, before, right? No, I really didn't know. I really thought I had a good one today, too. It's the times when I think Shut, when I have a good one not in the dark. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's the times when I think I have a good one. And then it like actually doesn't pan out. But when I think, oh, I'll just go with this. And then it actually pans out. Oh, wow. it's all right. I'll get you in two weeks.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, I'll be back. You have a lot. You'll have enough time. You'll
0: have enough time to prepare this time. (laughs) Yeah. And then you'll get the third one. Jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So my New York Yankees are slumping right now, but you know, I'm actually okay with it right now because this is a time of the season where you want them to slump and to get over whatever it is that they need to get over to get to that jump. I'd rather them slump now than in mid August and then going into the playoffs in mid September or at the end of September, at least now this is a time where they they're getting hit with injuries. Let's face it, guys are not healthy. Uh, they just lost oh to the, uh, Michael King unfortunately for the rest of the season, so that is a big blow. But they got Loisica back, so that's going to be good. Uh, they're getting relievers back. Which is why I think they need a starting pitcher. To, and hopefully, the Castillo guy from the Reds has been on the radar for the last two years. I think he would be a good fit for the Yankees and to really actually make it to the postseason and make some damage there. Um, but <clears throat> there's a Yankee hitter that really needs to step up. And in the last five years, and you've obviously seen these notes, so I'm, I'm not even going to ask if you know who they are. I'm just going to tell the audience. He's been batting at 267 in the last five years. He's had 89 home runs, 90 doubles, 277 RBIs, and 502 hits, which, again, is not a bad first five years in the major leagues. This is Gleyber Torres. His best year was 2019 when he batted 278. He had 38 home runs, 90 RBIs, and 152 hits. And it was also kind of in the mix for the rookie of the year back in 2018, which I believe Otani had won that. It um, was also the same class as Miguel and Duhar, which a lot of people thought, why, why not Miguel Andujar? Duhar? Which I was part of that, but I was wrong because Shohei is a much better player. And clearly Miguel Andujar Duhar isn't even playing right now and doesn't want to play for the Yankees. Um, but I think if he... He's going to be a guy that needs to step up for the Yankees lineup. We know Judge is already good. We already know John Carlos Stanton is good. Those two have already proven it the last two years because they're healthy. Now John Carlos Stanton is on the ten day IL list, which is fine with his hip. With his hip, he'll figure it out. He'll work out the kinks and then be back on the road once again. And I'm, I'm not worried about Rizzo. Rizzo is a good first left-handed base it baseman, and he gives that left-handed bat. Hanks is finally healthy, and that's another good thing, and his arm is so good. But if I'm looking at this Yankees team, that Glaber Torres is the guy that I think needs to step up. And, again, right now, 15 home runs is not a bad hit, is not a bad stat line. 81 hits, and 263 is not bad either, but he needs to be better in the clutch. I know his postseason numbers are great, but right now in a regular season, he needs to be a guy that starts to step up because I feel like he, if he doesn't step up, he's not going to get a max contract like Aaron Judge will get, which, I mean, we've talked about numerous times. He's not going to get a big contract, but he's going to get not the, the length. He's going to get the money anyways. Um, but I like if Torres wants a big contract, this is about the time that you want to start showing what you're worth.
1: Yeah. And you're starting to think about this. I mean, it literally just popped into my mind. Remember Robinson Cano? Yeah. The guy I thought he was worth so much. Thank Yankees. God. The Yankees didn't want to give him all that money. And then what does he do? He says, well, Seattle's paying me. I'll just go there. And yep, yep. he went there. Seattle did nothing. And then he ends up now all over the place. Went to the Mets at one point. Got suspended. Then he ends up on San Diego. Gets cut. Then get picked up again. Then I think he got traded to like Atlanta, I think. I and think so. Now he's starting to become like, I, if I had to compare Robinson, to anyone, I'd have to compare him to uh, DeMarcus Cousins because uh, great player with one team but now just continues to move from city to city and Glaber Torres, he needs to avoid that. I mean, I know he's not the... He's young. He's not on the top priority of Yankee players because, of course, there's Judge, then there's Stanton, and those are the main guys. Then he, he's in, he's kind of right now in this mix of guys like, uh, like um, Donaldson, and yeah, even Rizzo. Yeah. And I mean, I would even say DJ LeMahieu is up above that list of oh, guys yeah. on the Yankees. Cause LeMahieu has been one of your, but be- one of your best hitters. Cause every time I see it, DJ LeMahieu, like I remember just looking at his stats in fantasy baseball, he was great with Colorado mm-hmm. and yet nobody else decided to pick him up. And yet <laughs> I'm talking about the Yankees, the fact that the Yankees wanted him, And yet it's, it was, it was such a good decision to pick him up. Yep. Now you look at, what the Yankees schedule has ahead of them. I mean, you're taking on a tough team in the Mets right now, your New York brothers, and then you're playing against Kansas city for the next four days. And so after I'm worried, that, but, but after that, August is really going to start picking up for some of these games. You actually have to face Seattle twice, once yep. in New York, and then you have to play them in Seattle. Then you take on uh, St. Louis as well. St. You can't sleep in uh, St. Louis because that's always uh, a team you have to watch out for. You play the Red Sox, but I mean, let's just hope you know the Red Sox still <laughs> at least uh, have the car doors on you know the van by the time we get there. <laughs> because did we make out- it, guys? Seriously, I, I mean, we we we're gonna have uh, guys running into each other in the outfield, and then you play Tampa Bay <laughs> and and Toronto as well. Um, so your so division rivals coming up. And then you got to face the Mets at least two more times. That one, I believe will be in in Yankee stadium, but still not, these games aren't easy. And in the, in the standings, you're only about two games ahead of Houston. So things could start to slide as far as at least the home field advantage is what you're concerned. As far as the division, you you still have, you you would have to lose at least seven in a row to be kind of worried about losing that division.
0: Yeah. I'm not worried about the division. It's the home field advantage because When you play New York in New York in October, it's different. The same thing with Houston. Like, the last few years, playing them in Houston, it sucks. Like, it sucks to watch because it happened with you guys last year. You guys were great at Fenway, but were terrible on the road. And you guys had, I think, that what, one or two games where you were good in Houston. Although, last year was different because you guys lost at Fenway instead of winning – in Houston, you guys won the first two. They ended up winning the last four, I believe, right? In the ALCS. Yeah.
1: If I had to sum up the, the ALCS, it was kind of like uh, the NBA Finals, like for the Celtics. Like we played good for like the first like uh, for two of the first three games, but then after that, the uh, other team just took over.
0: Yeah, and so like, and that's the Yankees. They play so well at home. And again, this isn't the same Yankee Stadium. That's, this Yankee Stadium is different. It's new, but it doesn't have the same old ghost as the old one did. Like, I remember being at the old stadium, and I love being at that old stadium. It's one of my favorite places being down the third baseline. And you just always feel like something was going to happen. Something big was going to happen on that day. And going to the new one, I love it, but it's just the same postseason ghosts aren't there yet. And it's still the very beginning stages. It's only been around for 13 years, 12, 13 years, and opened up in 09.
1: Yeah, I've actually lived out here in Pennsylvania longer than that stadium's been
0: opened. <laughs> so, I mean, and I, yeah, I've actually been here in PA longer than it's been opened. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of sad, but it is what it is. And this new Yankee Stadium just doesn't have, like when Jeter came and was playing in 09, that, this was Jeter's house. Without, there's really no one's, it's not really anyone's house. It's more, it's a rental. We're going to stay here for a bit, but we're not going to actually play for a long time. It's an Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It is. Like a lot of players want to play, but we're not going to, or either you're going to make it like Derek did. Like, I mean, not even A-Rod didn't make it or CC at least made it. Or you're going to be like, uh, I don't know who was the guy that didn't. Oh, Joey Gallo isn't really making it right now. It sucks to say, and again, he struck out last night in a pinch-hit situation, but like some guys can make it, some guys can't. We're seeing, obviously, with the captain and his documentary, why Jeter made it so well because of the click that he held out with, and he was job-oriented. He was designed to do and be the shortstop for the Yankees. That's all he ever wanted. Hey, maybe Kyler Murray could take some notes. (laughs) Yeah, But it's just... It doesn't have the same feel in October because there's been so much upsetting and so much heartache in October, where you watch the Astros win or you watch the Red Sox win or you watch. Um, it's it's been mainly the Astros and the Red Sox beating the Yankees in their own in their own stadium. The Tigers did it early on uh, in 2011, in 2012. Uh, it's just it's not the same feeling.
1: Yep. But also to mention. The one thing that happened this past weekend, my guy, Big Poppy, he's a Hall of Famer. He is now in Cooperstown. He got inducted this past weekend, and I at least got this. Um, I had the work, but I mean, man, the fact that he's now a Hall of Famer is great. And the, he gets to have the join the likes of uh, fellow players from the Dominican Republic and Vladdy Guerrero. And Pedro yeah. Martinez, very solid players. And, I mean, it's just great that he was uh, – I mean, you can almost say it's, like, amazing that he was by himself. And then, I mean, you had other guys like Jim Cott and yeah. uh, o- O'Neill as well that got in. And then next year is going to be quite interesting for the Hall of Fame because, uh, you know, many different names are going to be added to this list.
0: Yeah. Mostly who's actually a first-timer. Um, all i to say about David Ortiz is, uh, steroids, but it's never been proven. So <laughs> I will say, I can't wait
1: for the next episode of the captain because they mentioned Boston in there. Yes.
0: Oh, three Oh four. <laughs> I, I think it's more Oh three of this, of the episode four, because they obviously have to talk about, uh, 99 to about. 2002 probably and then they're probably going to do 03 to maybe like 06.
1: Yeah, you will skip over 04 because it's like let's face it, everyone it knows the story, so do we like, have to go about we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll just skip over it. They'll talk about um you know the whole incident with Don Zimmer when Pedro threw him down and then yep. they'll mm. probably talk about the whole uh you know Arod and Veritech thing with the glove maybe.
0: <laughs> well, I mean obviously they're talking about A-Rod and Jeter and their friendship and now probably going to get into like how the friendship kind of changed because obviously jeter is loyal to a t that that's just jeter and then you see like a-rod coming over for more money but to a different position like i don't understand that so i i think that's gonna be a great part to watch as well um yeah but i i've i've thoroughly enjoyed watching the uh the captain series i think it's one of my new favorite things to watch Um, Also, by the way, this week is Shark Week. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, Sorry, I can't. It's Shark Week. Just saying. I got my Shark Week shirt on. Uh, (laughs) I love Shark Week. Air Jaws is my favorite. Just saying.
1: You say every Jaws?
0: Air Jaws. They do this thing where they watch the great white sharks breach, and they try to do, like, they're massive. Uh. They got, like, a 14-foot great white shark jumping out of the ocean, And crashing down. Oh man. They're oh yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) There's nothing like Shark Week. Definitely not. (laughs) Nope. Uh so let's swap let's swap to NBA real quick. Um, how do you feel about Durant going to the Celtics, Mella? Since it's your team.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll say this. I woke up on Monday morning seeing this from uh Wojanowski that this was a possibility and i was like okay um i i mean i would i'm the i like durant he i've he's actually been one of my favorite players i did not like it when he went to golden state and i still remember in 2016 there were rumors that he could have gone to the celtics then because you no. we were still looking for players and i was like hoping come on please come to boston but yet he decided not to and then it would it'd be great to see Durant in Celtics green, but at the same time, he's not the same player that he once was He's no. old now, older, like he's 33 going on like 34. Like he'll, he's in his mid thirties. His next birthday is in September and Boston has a good key core of guys that finally got to the finals. And yeah. yet, That They they showed the trade offer. We offered, I believe, Derek White and Jalen Brown and a draft pick. But yet the Nets were like, we're not doing this unless you offer us Marcus Smart. And, of course, we're not going to offer the defensive player of the year who just did so well and is part of the reason why the Celtics got that far in the first place because of Mr. Marcus Smart.
0: Wait, and you're not going to trade? You're not going to get him? What?
1: Yeah. And so right now, some people are saying it's, the deal's not done yet because Brooklyn will keep talking. But at the same time, Jalen Brown wasn't too happy about the deal. He just replied with the, you know, SMA sort of thing.
0: Shaking and my was, head. Yeah. Or is, yeah
1: that, is that what that means?
0: Wait, you never knew what SMH meant?
1: No, I just thought it meant smh or whatever. <laughs>
0: Noah learned a new thing today. That is the new title of this episode, by the way. I'm titling that now.
1: Well, go ahead. I mean, I didn't know what that meant. I mean, I'm not down with all text lingo, as you can tell. I mean, I know, I know some of the other text lingo stuff, but I did not know no, that meant shaking my head. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. SMH means shaking my head. SMDH means shaking my damn head
1: oh okay I, I don't know if i've heard that one i don't know if i've ever ever heard that
0: one before. my cousins and i we use it to each other all the time okay
1: <laughs> but now they say you learn new stuff every day and now i know when people say that now i know what they mean
0: <laughs> oh no uh, sometimes it's funny because i forget how old you are and then we have like this conversation like oh that's how old no it's
1: Oh uh, well, yeah. I'm still young. I'm still young. I'm 23, <laughs> but anyway, oh, just, just, just to keep it going with the Celtics. I mean, yeah. this is a finals caliber team. And then I wasn't even sure if Brogdon's name was going to come up like seeing how, I mean, he would be considered a star player and you'd think Brooklyn would offer for that, but yet he it, it didn't come up because I'm sure Brogdon's going to be a key piece as far as a, as the point guard goes and for Brown, I just hope he's uh, still locked in for Boston. I know the, the trust on his side feels uh, a bit tarnished now. And yeah. unfortunately uh, disrespected in a way, but I'm sure Jason Tatum's going to try and be like, Hey guy, we need you. We need you to be here for this team as much as we need anybody else. And this is the only way we're going to make things work with the uh, coach Udoka's offense. Now yeah. for Brook for Brooklyn, I mean for Kevin Durant, I'm surprised Kyrie's like, hey, dude, don't go to Boston. Like it was awful there for there for me, <laughs> and I mean the fact that even you got you got a taste of what it was like last year because you know you got swept by them. So Brooklyn, well, look for many deals. They didn't get it from Miami. They didn't get it from Toronto because again. Like the Kevin, like the Ben Simmons situation, you're asking prices way too high. You're asking for an entire team in return. You're asking for like four or five guys to fill a roster just for one Kevin Durant. And yet, it's, you're not going to get that. I mean, like the Ben Simmons deal, you may have to wait until like the middle of the year before the trade de- deadline. And depending on where your team's at, if Brooklyn's suffering right now, like outside of the playoff picture, even not in the 10th seed, then they may trade him. But yet, yeah. they're so, they'll be focused if they can't you know, make a deal. They'll just have to focus on trying to get to the postseason.
0: My only thing about Kevin Durant, and I'm just going to leave it at this, is that they don't need him. They don't. It, it's You already made it to the NBA Finals without him, and you just got the weakness that you needed on the offseason with Malcolm Brockton, so you don't need him. It's, it's just as simple as that. Um, there is a potential distraction looming in Golden State. Draymond Green, of course, has made the news. Who, when hasn't he ever made the news, honestly? Uh, he has two years left on his current deal. He's worth, he's getting $25.8 million this year, but he wants a max deal. Uh, max contract is for four years, which would come out to $164.2 over the next five years. The is asking for the extension on August 3rd, which would be next week. Uh, Kurt Helen of NBC Sports said, that is when he's eligible to sign a four-year deal. That is his desired length. But all indications all indications show that the Warriors have no plans to offer Green a max extension. And there isn't any current traction on any type of extension with him. The typical pattern of the Golden State front office is to extend with one year remaining. Even Steph Curry waited until one year remaining before signing his max extension last offseason. Green is two years remaining on the max extension. He signed in 2019 while he could opt out a year early. The Warriors current preference is to talk extension with green next summer. My reaction is how is he going to react to all this? Because now he has power. Now he has avenues to talk about his frustrations with front office, with the team, with this, with that, as he did throughout the entire playoffs because he's now part of TNT and he's also has his podcast. So he's going to have things to talk about. And if how much of a distraction is he going to be? I don't think he's worth the max extension. He has been the emotional leader of this team, but Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, those are the two you want to keep paying because those are the ones that keep producing over and over and over. And you also want to, you want to save money, for Jordan Poole, for uh, maybe Otto Porter, maybe Andrew Wiggins. Keep that core together. Obviously, Draymond has meant a lot to Golden State. I don't think – I think the way he responds is going to be the telling of what Golden State is going to offer him within either this summer or next summer.
1: To give him a max contract extension I think is – a bit far out there, even though yeah. he has the credibility and even respect of his peers as a defensive player. I mean, that's not the kind you don't spend all the money on a role player or even just uh, a guy who's in more of a supporting role rather than your main offensive score, which is, you know, Steph Curry and clay Thompson. I mean, I yeah. know what green's probably the youngest out of them all, but
0: yeah. Cause he yeah. was drafted, I believe 2012,
1: Because Curry's been around since, like, what, 2009 or so? I believe his –
0: yeah, I think Curry got drafted in 2009 because he's the same class as Harden, I believe. I can look that up real quick.
1: Yeah, and so some people think that Draymond Green deserves it for all that he's done because they think, you know, this is a big three. It's Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green. But you don't give much – to just figure that out. And so the golden state front office will try and keep this core together as much as possible, but they know once Curry's done and when Thompson, you know, may just want to move on. It's like, okay, let's just level the floor here. Now. I mean, will Draymond want to stick around. Sure. But it depends on how much money's there, but it depends on what's the, what the focus is. So, I mean, but he may not want to stay around either. Right. I wouldn't blame him either, but it's going to be tough for Golden State to make this decision.
0: Yeah, Curry was drafted in 2009-2010 season because he had that great 2007-2008 or 809 NCAA March Madness run, which I still think is one of the greatest things. He almost made it to the Final Four with Davidson just by himself. I mean, the guy was triple teamed in the tournament and he still was shooting threes and hitting his spots. So he obviously... Steph Curry deserves it. Clay Thompson. Now, we didn't see a great Clay Thompson in the finals, but we know what he can do. And I think in the finals in this past NBA season, he was more about 80-85%. He's not clearly 100% Clay Thompson. Give him a little more time. Now he's going to have rest for this month and next month and also September, get his body back in shape, get his shooting rhythm down. Then I think next season is when we're going to really going to see the, bat, the real Clay Thompson once again. But I'm not worried. I think those are the, the few guys that you want to sign. Draymond Green, the numbers aren't there. The numbers are not there for him.
1: Yeah, it's just tough because I think uh, that's just not how it's going to work for Golden State. And they, they run things traditionally, and they focus a lot on offense. But yet, they'll try and keep the defense together as much as possible. And mm-hmm. who, who knows? Maybe... Curry will try and uh, smooth the front office out because they know they'll listen to him. They'll definitely listen to Stephen Curry.
0: Yeah, so maybe something does work out for him though. So yeah, this was a good show today. No, I think yeah. this this is one of our good ones. Uh, yeah,
1: I know. I got I'm I got a two question uh, streak right now. So listen,
0: listen, stay humble. Don't don't be going ahead. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Fine. I'll 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 try not act like a Cowboys
0: fan. Oh, good thing she did not hear that.
1: <laughs> Again, right. I'm am a Giants fan. I I have I have I have, the, I have my rights. <laughs>
0: he's a Giants fan. Why? I don't know why he's a Giants fan. All right, so I have this day in sports history. <laughs> so we're uh, we're going to move forward a little bit. A lot of uh, cricket stuff, by the way, because that's really going on right now. <laughs> I don't even understand that. But today marked or began the 26 game road trip uh, to make room for the Republican National Convention for the Houston Astros in 92. Uh, On this date, NBC TV was awarded the 1996 Olympic coverage for $456 million. Wow. The change. Yeah, right. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, there was something good with. Here it was. In 1983, Gaylord Perry joins Nolan Ryan and Steve Carlton to reach 3,500 career strikeouts, also Ooh. winning his first game as a Kansas City Royal. That's All a good done. one, right? 1984, Pete Rose collects thir- the record 3,500 and third career single versus the Philadelphia uh, Phillies. And I felt like there was something else. Oh, the 96 bomb explodes in Atlanta Olympic Park, killed one, and 110 were injured. Eesh, that's wow. scary. And let's do one more. Uh, 2003, 90th Tour de France. There was no winner because Lance Armstrong, Armstrong was disqualified because he cheated. And that is yep. the honest day in sports history.
1: All right. So I have quote of the day, and this comes from dreamsquote.com. Always end the day with a positive thought. No matter how hard things were, tomorrow's a fresh opportunity to make it better. As again, it's just always keeping that focus about moving forward to the future. Again, that's always end the day with a positive thought. No matter how hard things were, tomorrow's a fresh opportunity to make it better. That's from dreamsquote.com.
0: All right. So that is going to do it for us. Noah's not going to be with us next week. So you got me. Sorry for your loss. Not really, but (laughs) we uh, we will be back in two weeks time. Maybe I'll take the week off. I'm not deciding yet, but we will be back stronger, better, smarter. Doubt it than ever. Uh, We will give our uh, our amendment of who we think is going to move for the MLB uh, standings. We will finally change our predictions that we did early on. This is our second chance of doing that. Um, Maybe we'll give our NFL early predictions since the NFL season technically will start in about two weeks. So that'll be fun. And yeah, we got a lot more stuff to talk about. Postseason's coming up. Football season starting. It's going to be a great time, folks. But again, thank you for listening on the Midday Man Sports Podcast, wherever you listen. Again, this broadcast is brought to you by um, Alpine Limited Company. If you use code ERIC10, you can get 10% off your entire order. For Noah Pegler, Eric Miller signing off. Have a great weekend and a great week. And until next time.